0: Why, what, and how?
1: Fuse Eight and Kate will break it down for you now. Kate, I must congratulate you. Oh, why, thank you. Uh, yes. You you don't know what? Nope. No. Nope. Um, uh, as I approached your home today, spooky season is well in hand. It is. You have. Well, how how tall? A twelve foot skeleton? He is. A twelve foot skeleton. Yep. You have your your spider. No, None of this is new. None of this is unexpected. However, you do have gravestones. That is the new addition this This year. Which are very legible. Thank you. You're welcome. And then, of course, you'll be doing the projections on the windows. Yeah, and we're we're
0: dressing up uh, the 12-foot-tall skeleton is named Hank. Yes. Uh, I gave him his... He has a
1: gravestone. He has his own gravestone. Very own, with his name on it and everything. Yeah, and he'll be dressed as the Grim Reaper this year. Uh, Nice. Yeah. I bought a skeleton who talks, and I didn't know he talked, so that is a... Fact right there. Did you know that there is a, a, it's like a
0: jack o' lantern guy that is being sold out of Target. His name is Lewis. He is a sassy jack o' lantern guy. No, He's, his name's Lewis. He says, mm. and he says in a very, he talks and he says in a very sassy voice that my name is is lewis
1: i'm sorry i have to leave the podcast right now to go to target his name
0: is lewis this is
1: what this is what i hear uh what's your name my name is kate my name is betsy and what is the name of this podcast Uh... (laughs) wow i did not think that was going to be the hard question of the entire night good night everybody i mean if you enjoy the fish
0: if you're listening to this podcast you should know what it's called
1: yeah it's called fusing kate yeah, I mean, it's right you looked on, it up after all, but you it's clicked possible on the button. that you just put in the word Kate and it happened to pop up, so. No,
0: no, nah, everyone nah. knows the name of this podcast. Okay, fine.
1: Excuse me, Kate. What do we do on the podcast? People may not know this. What do we do on the podcast?
0: If, if this is their first episode, I'm yeah. very concerned. Uh, well, maybe
1: <laughs> they think this is a fun times Halloween podcast. Who knows? <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, I mean, at this time of year it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But ordinarily, we read children's picture
1: books. Yeah, exactly. We read children's books, and it's awesome. And uh, at this time of year, we read spooky children's books. Now, I, in a rare bout of, uh, I don't know, preparation, let's say, decided to put a hold on a whole bunch of potentially spooky books. And I read through them on my lunch breaks, Kate. On my lunch breaks. Wow. That's me time. Mm -hmm. And me time Mm -hmm. was filled up with you time Uh Because I read through these books And I read some terrible, terrible old I'm sorry, I needed to find one that was like worthy of the podcast And guess what? Did you find (gasps) one? I think I found it Okay Shall I bring it over? Alright Here it goes
0: The Vanishing Pumpkin Bye. Tony Johnston.
1: Illustrated by,
0: I don't know your fingers. Are no, right. Come on, oh, man. Tommy DiPaola.
1: Tommy DiPaola. does that name, I don't know. Straganona. Very good. Also, uh, Oliver Button is a sissy. We also did that one. Tony Johnson, not sure we've done one of her, uh, 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 her, it took me about 20 years to figure that one out, her picture books. I did not know that she had ever paired with Tommy DiPaola. I had vaguely been aware of this book. I'd never read it. This book came out in 1983. So this is a very old book. Maybe one of the older Halloween books we've done. But I feel it is the right book for you, Kate. Okay. All right. Read that book. All right. All right. While Kate does her read, let's do some background information on uh, Tony Johnston. Oh, you thought I was going to say Tommy DiPaolo. But we've already done information on him, my friend. Let's do Tony Johnson. We have never done her before, and she's rather fascinating. So, here is the quote that appears first and foremost on her website: quote, "I write because I'd rather not iron, (and also because I love to)." Unquote. So, Tony Johnson, fascinating individual. She's had many jobs in her life, but uh, she and her husband moved to New York City, New York around the time of the early 60s, and she began working for the McGraw-Hill Publishers. Fun fact, I'm doing some uh, freelance for them right now, so they're still around. Now, she was an editing supervisor from 1966 to 1968, and then she became a copy editor. (sighs) God bless the copy editors. Hardest job in the business, as far as I'm concerned. She was a copy editor for children's books for Harper & Row in 1969. And then working at Harper & Row afforded her the opportunity to work for, as the private secretary, to none other than Ursula Nordstrom. That's right. Oh yes, that's right. Ursula Nordstrom. You know who she is. The editor of Maurice Sendak and all those other cool people. That's who she worked for. And Johnson learned so much about the industry by working under Nordstrom. And learning from her. Then she got transferred to Mexico City. Okay, no, fine. Her husband got transferred to Mexico City, but she went too. And they lived in Mexico for the next 15 freaking years. And then she started writing books. And she started writing books for kids. Books with titles like The Adventures of Mole and Troll, which was published in 1972. After that, ugh. she did so much. She worked in a children's bookstore. She taught a course on picture book writing at UCLA. She studied poetry writing with Miracone Livingston, and uh, and she wrote and she became a parent and she created a website. Now that website, to the best of our knowledge, has not been updated since 2011. So if you try to find out any information on her from the last oh I don't know 12 years. Uh, Good luck with all that. It's not going to be on the website, but what I was able to find means she's a pretty cool person, and you should follow the books
0: that she makes. This is perfect timing, because tonight I carved my my first pumpkin oh, that's of, nice. of the season so. That's so
1: good i haven't done mine yet so i i me. i
0: take i took one big orange one and i cut out a big old eye hole in the front okay and then a the big
1: old eye hole in the back no no, no, no just, okay. just in the
0: front and then i took a, a white pumpkin i
1: painted an iris and a pupil Ooh, and i put that inside of the bigger one that's highly disturbing and i approve completely thank you well done so I know we've had sassy sons, we've had sad sons. I thought you would enjoy the sun in this book. As I read through it, I thought there is a sun that Kate will approve of. This
0: is an eavesdropping sun.
1: Ooh. So a sneaky sun. Sneaky son? Sneaky yeah. son. It
0: is a sneaky sun in a spooky book. So a sneaky sun in a spooky book. A- Say that five
1: times fast. No.
0: Go. No. Oh, darn it. <laughs> so this is about A 700 year old woman and an 800 year old man. It doesn't say if they're. I love that so much. It doesn't say if they're married. It doesn't say if they're brother and sister. It It doesn't say that they're friends. They're just. They don't have names. No! It's just. Old man.
1: Look, at this point, when you are that old, names have fallen like maybe after 400 years. You had a name, but But, that's it.
0: But they are still modern enough to have a rain barrel attached to their house. Oh my
1: gosh, you're right. And let's face it, rain barrels are great. I just retired my poor rain barrel for the cold season, so... I appreciate their choices. Yeah, they keep it out but all year But they need to around. put that thing away because it's going to crack in... If, like, when, once the water, like, freezes, that's going to be a whole problem. Well, Betsy,
0: I, I hate to spoil it here, but they can do magic. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh. So the old man, he, he points out that today is Halloween, and the old woman is like, oh, well, the sun reminds me of pumpkins, and pumpkins remind me of Halloween, which is today, and so... The old man goes, well, I want a pumpkin pie, because it's Halloween. Look, I love that they have and an entire have a pumpkin. pumpkin
1: patch, and there was only one pumpkin that made it. As you and I have learned, growing pumpkins is very difficult, so I feel the pain of yeah. this book. Yeah. You've managed to grow one whole pumpkin, and you go out, and what happened to it? Well,
0: even before we go out to their pumpkin patch, there's always some creature spying on them. Really? Really? in or around their house, which is weird. First, there's like Dobby outside of their front door. Oh my gosh, there is Dobby. There's like a little um, mouse in the corner when
1: they're getting close to the pumpkin patch. Uh, Maybe they're all concerned because these people are super old. The fact that they're living on their own without any assistance at all, very, very like unnerving. Well, you know. And they both have hair. You want to make sure they're okay.
0: Well, they get out to the pumpkin patch and they are not okay they're not okay Kate. because the pumpkin has vanished vanished Which is wrong yeah and and it's gone and they're looking all over that inside of the house for it in a coffee pot in bed yeah,
1: well, you know, they're, they're a little... in your purse like yeah and there's creatures no.
0: that are like watching them everywhere just to you know keep an eye on them wow and she says the old woman says that the pumpkin's been snitched. And the old man's like, well,
1: who would take a pumpkin
0: from an 800-year-old (laughs) man? I love that he uses those
1: exact words. Who would take a pumpkin from an 800-year-old man? Who indeed? So this is something that I don't understand.
0: And and this phrase repeats itself, Mm. is that they went as fast as a 700-year-old woman and an 800-year-old man can. In fact...
1: They fairly flew. You, they, they fairly flew. I've heard that phrase. When you go so fast, you fairly flew. No. Sure.
0: That's not a thing. That's a thing. Who it says was a thing. that?
1: Well, not now, but when, did, what, this book came out in what, the 80s? So, you know, people used to say that. I was
0: born in the 80s. I've
1: never... You know, no, you were what you were born in what 84 yeah how much of the 80s do you remember
0: roughly six they years of it. it all the time <laughs> never all the
1: time anyway look, the challenger
0: so crashed. they so they go they fairly flew they yeah. go and they run into a ghoul
1: yeah he doesn't look like a ghoul to me aren't ghouls supposed to be i don't know ghoulish nope it's he's a, not
0: ghoulish it's a hairless leprechaun Betsy. Yeah, no, that's he's, what we're going with
1: he's got a proper little top hat He's on. got a top hat. He's got gloves. He has a starched collar yeah. that is removable from the rest of his suit. And the old man accosts
0: him and says, where is it? And the ghoul says, don't know. No. And, uh, and they it keep on he? asking, like, what ta- where is it? And the ghoul keeps saying, don't know.
1: I mean, you're literally the only suspect we've found so far.
0: Now, you could phrase this as making, like, the text could make the ghoul sound meaner than he is like don't know you know don't know and the you know the the ghoul is looking behind himself he's looking in front of himself he's looking behind the old woman he's looking behind the old man the old man is like stop it or i'll do such a trick and it says please do growled the ghoul and i'm just please do Yeah, it's, like, taunting him, you know? Yeah. But the illustrations... He's so cute. ...are of a... He's adorable. ...little, like, clueless alien. Yeah, no, the way
1: he... Like, the sound that I hear as he looks around himself is... Like, that's, like, the amount of, like, threat that I'm hearing from him. Yeah, the text and the illustrations do not
0: match. They do not. They do not mesh well together. Yeah. But the old man does a magic trick. He makes the ghoul... Uh, as thin as an onion skin and I do like that the illustration of the ghoul is all black and white in front of the old woman's skirt mm-hmm. so you can't see the color of her skirt through the ghoul because he's all in black and white which
1: I thought was very clever it is very clever it's a fun take so they
0: give up And they keep going to try and find this pumpkin. And the ghoul comes along because he wants pumpkin pie, too.
1: Well, also he wants to see another trick. Right. I think that's a big part of it. They also want to see a new trick.
0: Well, the old man and old woman come across a rapscallion. Now, Betsy, when you picture a rapscallion, what do you
1: imagine? Someone tall, I think, would be the first thing that comes to mind. Mm. Um, A cloak would definitely be a part of it. Okay. Um, Possibly some sort of weapon, uh, a knife. Perhaps a sword.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give you a description of what the
1: illustration
0: is. Okay, and it's best if you've seen Star Wars because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a Jawa
1: holding a mushroom, except without red eyes.
0: Yeah, but that is a Jawa holding a mushroom without red eyes. So the Jawa is accosted by the old man who wants to find his pumpkin, and the Jawa, you know, offers him a mushroom and says, "Will a mushroom do?" And the old man says, never! I shan't eat mushroom
1: pie! Mushroom, I mean, mushroom pie? Mushroom pie is actually quite delicious if that you had it. That sounds disgusting. No, 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 not a sweet kind, but a savory pie made Ugh. with mushrooms, oh, maybe a little stop, chicken. Stop, stop, stop. <sighs> sounds so good. Anyway, some good
0: mushrooms he in there. says it's mm. pumpkin pie or nothing. And the rapscallion says... Then it's nothing. <laughs> I
1: mean, that's honest.
0: Yeah. that is honest. And uh, and the old man says, yeah, I'm I'm gonna do a trick. And the raps scallion says, where did this guy learn do? these
1: tricks? He's I guess he's old. You just pick him up. Here's but... the thing:
0: if you can perform magic, just make a pumpkin just pie make, appear, or a pie,
1: just or a, or a pumpkin. Just make a pumpkin at at the very least. Well, no. Instead, he
0: turns the draw. I mean, sorry, the upside down, shakes him. It's hoping that a pumpkin would just fall out of his robe, mm. and it doesn't, and so now they are off to again try and find this pumpkin. Mm. And I just keep thinking, just make make a pie out of magic. I mean, it makes sense. Ugh. He
1: hasn't thought that far ahead.
0: Well, now again, they are uh, they they fairly flew. I guess. <laughs> how's that?
1: How's that sun looking? Uh, you know, he's
0: still there. He's just watching everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's starting to get a little darker, though. Yeah, he's going down. He's and, going down. And they uh, they meet a varmint. Mm. Now, it's really just a big, bald rat. It's,
1: you know what? If I had to draw a varmint, that's not far off. Now,
0: I'd, I'd go with that. This, yeah. this varmint has whiskers, but earlier in the book, there is some sort of rat in their house without whiskers. Well, it's definitely a different
1: guy. But it looks... Exactly. No, that guy is gray, this guy is white mm. That guy was small, this guy is big <laughs> oh, okay. Also, their facial features are completely different No, they're they're not totally at all different So
0: now the old man asks this varmint mm. uh, Where's my pumpkin? And the varmint says A great big fat one <laughs> and Which just gets the old this man's guy just, hopes up This you guy's know? so mean and, and he's like, yes, yes And the varmint's like, nope Haven't seen it. And uh, the old man uh, turns the varmint into a black cat covered in fleas. What are his
1: meaner tricks? Uh, Well, so
0: that the well, the varmint did trick him. Yeah, but
1: fleas—that just seems. But it's so that the varmint
0: can scratch apparently and scratch a pumpkin
1: out of his fur because that's how pumpkins work, right? Yeah, and that's just science.
0: But it doesn't work, and so the old man goes on his way with the old woman, and all the other creatures are still following them because... The sun is gone now. Right, because they still want a trick and pumpkin pie. Mm -hmm. So now they come across a 900-year-old wizard. So
1: much for your being 400 years old. This guy's got it on you. No one's 400. I thought that she was 400.
0: She's 700.
1: Oh, jeez. And the old man is
0: 800, and the wizard is 900. Oh, okay, never mind. So the... Wizard is rocking, it's essentially a rocking chair with no back or arms. Hmm.
1: Very popular in the 80s, as I and understand. And yeah. he's sticking his legs
0: straight out, so he's really working on those ab muscles. Yeah, he
1: is, yeah. Maybe
0: it's an exercise thing. I don't know. But Glutes! The, the old man knows not to mess with a wizard. Smart man. But he also sees the wizard has his pumpkin.
1: Yeah. So
0: he's kind of in between a like a mm-hmm. rock and a hard place here because yeah. the wizard, you know, he says, "Oh well, I, I borrowed your pumpkin."
1: <laughs> and the old man
0: says, and he mutters under his breath, "Snitched." And the old and the wizard says, "Borrowed," like he's doubling down on the fact that he is borrowing this pumpkin <laughs> to make a jack o' lantern, and I will give it back to you on November first. <laughs> Right? Whatever, man. Very rude. Very rude. But the old man just, he just says, I'm never going to have my pumpkin pie. I mean,
1: you could make one out of magic, <laughs> but no. Oh, well, we don't know the rules of this magic. I mean, there may be some sort of thing that's precluding him from being able to do this. We don't know. Well,
0: the wizard says, oh, well, that reminds me. Um, I, you know, I have a pie, a pumpkin pie. Where did I put it? And he's, uh, you know, he's checking... All over, and then he realizes that you know it's not in his beard, and he does it's not inside the jack o' lantern, and it's under his hat where there, where there was also a bat apparently. Is this the pumpkin pie you were looking for? And somehow, the moon, which is yellow, has turned like a
1: full. Oh, that is highly disturbing. A full 90 degrees. That may be the most disturbing I- image in the entire because book. Because this, oh, maybe the moon is, oh, attached, is attached to its head? Yeah, it must be. You know what? That would make sense, that, actually. That would yeah. make a lot more sense. because It's not the actual moon. It's when you just turn, a little moon on the when top When you turn of the page, yes. you see the actual moon. Okay, okay.
0: all right. Which I was going to be like, that's odd. That would have been really weird. But then they all sit down and they gobble up the pumpkin pie and it ends with, now, what do you think of that? Um, good for I them? Think,
1: yeah. I yeah. Have you ever okay. eaten pumpkin pie? Uh, I'm not a fan. Yeah. It was the first pie I guess I ever really had as an adult. And um, I liked it when I first had it and then realized, oh, it's other pies are better. It's a texture thing for me. It's a texture thing completely. It's like, let's take pudding and put it in a pie shape. Yep. And make it taste kind of like pumpkin, but mostly like... Pumpkin without the spices, like, which is not enjoyable. Right. Yeah. I'm with you there. Okay, ratings time.
0: Well, okay, it's it's got repetition. Mm. Does it captivate me? No. It's just a story about what an old man will do to get his dessert. Because last week was about a woman and what she'll do for her dessert, which mm. was strawberry cake. Mm-hmm. This is about pumpkin pie. I'm sure there's folks out there who are going to say, I grew up reading this book every Halloween and I love the wacky wizard at the end and the different tricks the old man can do, but I found it very meh. Really? Even with the with the sun? Yeah, the the, right. the illustrations aren't detailed enough. I don't understand True. the phrase "fairly flew." The wizard was rude to steal something that clearly wasn't his mm-hmm. and double down on it. The the only thing I really liked was the Jawa. It, it was a <laughs> it was a 4 for me, and that's being generous because oh.
1: if if it weren't about my favorite holiday, it would probably be lower. Interesting. And very interesting. Uh, I'm actually very fond of this one. I, I like, I think this has, and we see this is the, the problem with this podcast. We can't test this in a read aloud situation with kids. If you read this book aloud, I feel like you would see some of the charms that would elude you from simply reading it to yourself. I think it has wonderful repetition. I think there are great moments for humor throughout the book. Uh, I love Tommy DiPaolo's art. I think he's great. And I like how random Tony Johnson's storyline is. She's like, eh, let's put a ghoul in there. And, uh, other random words like rapscallion and things and like varmint. that. Environment. varmint. And That's fun. And then, uh, why not a wizard? Why not a wizard? Let's just throw a wizard in there. I don't know. There's something about it that just, I found really appealing, not hugely hugely appealing but appealing enough to be a 6. Wow. Okay. Well, well, I don't know. We've never determined if a 5 is either pro or against. I mean, it's right down the center.
0: It's 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 a down the line. It's a down the line. Book. Book. <laughs> exactly. So, have we ever
1: had a pure 5 before? We we
0: have done a Straight up five, and you know what that book was? Uh, what? It was also a holiday book, uh, Cranberry Thanksgiving. What? Really? Yeah. You know what?
1: Story checks out. That is a pure five book. Except for that
0: one, you gave it a four, and I gave it a six. What?
1: Okay. So we've nicely switched our rules. Yeah. Both involve pie true yeah i guess there you go (laughs) so we can't so i apparently was less positive on cranberry and you were less positive on pumpkin
0: sure pumpkin pie i
1: guess yeah Pie. what else are we talking about here right letters time oh Um, i'm gonna have to go back a little bit because we never covered the full girth of the Philharmonic Gets Dressed because we had so many people write into us oh. about this. So I'm going to go a little bit back in time uh, just because we did not cover most of, and I'm only going to cover two letters, but one of them, oh, one of them is extensive. So the first one is not extensive, it comes from Karen, who says gender disparity, because you pointed that out uh-huh. in the book, has been huge in orchestras. The New York Philharmonic only reached gender parity in 2022. So yeah, it could have been adjusted for fiction, but it would have been really aspirational for the time. In 1992, there were 29 female musicians. I wonder why. Yeah, Vienna Philharmonic didn't allow women to audition until 1997. Well, there you go. There you go. So it does give it a little bit of context there. There you go. Sarah Brannan wrote in, author-illustrator Sarah Brannan, who says, Hello! I hope you are both thriving. Aww. I think it's one of the nicest things that people Thank you. Thank you, yes. I am thriving. I'm thriving, (laughs) all right. Thank you. How are you thriving? (laughs) Uh, I keep telling myself I'm going to stop emailing and commenting, but what the hey? I guess I'm destined to be the cousin or aunt or something. We'll have to give her some sort of designation. Ooh, we don't have any aunts. We don't have an aunt. Aunt Sarah Brannan. I like it. Sounds good. I always loved The Philharmonic Gets Dressed, but I didn't realize until listening to the episode just now that the male dress code in the book is way off, for one thing. was does not wear a cummerbund with a white tie. White tie includes a white tie, obviously, a white vest that comes over the tops of the trousers, and a tailcoast black tie includes a black tie, cummerbund, and short jacket. Furthermore... <laughs> Usually the conductor would match the orchestra. Oh. At the Boston Symphony, in whose chorus I sang, the orchestra wore white tie, and so did most of the conductors, except for a Seiji Ozawa, who had a bespoke top made specifically for him. Even so, he sometimes wore white tie. I can go on. One of the <laughs> women cellists in the BSO had a white tile tailcoat outfit tailored for her. I oh. loved the look. The percentage... Of women to men in a major orchestra seems accurate for 1982. I, too, wish the author had upped the percentage of women in the book a bit. At their summer home in Tanglewood, the men of the orchestra wore a summertime hybrid of black tie components with a white jacket. This is a very look pilloried in P.G. Woodhouse's masterpiece Right Ho Jeeves. No clue about the powder thing. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Grown-up things we like.
0: Okay, so this month I'm doing only, like, spooky Halloween recommendations. Yes, you are. So I binged an Audible podcast called West Cork. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also a Netflix documentary called Sophie about the same murder. Murder. So it's about a well-known French woman who was killed in a small town in Ireland and how everyone suspects it to be this one British man, but they don't have any physical evidence linking him to the murder. And this has been going on for over 20 years. And I saw this past December, he announced he's coming out with his own podcast to discuss his side of the story. Uh, it involves dodgy police work, spies, domestic violence, international law. It is really interesting because your opinion of the suspect flips back and forth. So, if you like true crime and you especially like Irish accents, uh, it is worth listening to West Cork or watching Sophie on Netflix.
1: Very nice. Yeah. Mine has nothing, nothing, nothing. To do with the Halloween season at all. Boo. Unless people choose to dress like the people in this video, which if you do, all power to you, but no one's going to guess what you are. Um, this is the one of the rare cases where I'm a teeny, tiny, tiny, itty bitty bit more tuned into the cultural zeitgeist than you are. Uh, albeit at least two months late, but still, <laughs> I'm covering the song uh, back on 74, which is to say the music video. Which is to say, the people online copying the music video. And if I've taught my algorithm anything, I am here for it. It is a delight. If you have not heard the song back on 74, highly recommend you do so, particularly if you are nostalgic for music from 1974. But all the more so if you watch the music video and then go out and find... Oh my lord. Like the cast of Hamilton doing it. Like, you know, just person after person online doing that dance. It's a delightful dance. Uh, It is very fun to watch. Downright makes you want to do it yourself. And, uh... And I'm here for it. I mean, so you are. have
0: a TikTok, you could do it.
1: I could do it. And uh I don't know if the world is ready for librarians doing their own version. I would need a bunch of people in the stacks to do it with me. Yeah. So maybe that's something I can do someday. Yeah. When I have all the time <laughs> in the world. Well, if yeah. you're
0: you're thriving, Betsy. So yes, you that, should oh, be you're able right, to. you I am th- it.
1: I forgot I was thriving. Yeah. I am thriving. You are thriving. I guess I should I, I don't think I cannot do it now. Right. There you go. Okay, so that's this means that next week is the last Halloween book right? I have right? the most perfect the most perfect. It's almost a transitional Halloween book which I was going to do today but I'm putting it off until next week. It's it's perfect. Because that I'm episode's so going to come out the
0: day before Halloween so it has to be the most Halloweenest Halloween that has it's ever Halloween. It's not
1: only Halloween it's halloween slash day of the dead oh it's so good oh it's so good so you're already
0: calling it a classic before we even get to next week i'm not saying
1: it's a classic but i'm just saying for the episode itself it's rather perfect and folks if you think you can predict what i'm gonna do you might be right (laughs) but i had to have a listener suggest it to me before i even thought of it myself so there you go yeah okay so until you figure out what book i'm gonna do I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram, Threads, or Blue Sky at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Hadden Kime, and our own particularly significant pumpkin is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.